what this is. This is episode three of the Rebirth of Life and Love podcast. Yes. Who do we have here? What's your name? Felicia Johnson. Where are you from? Benicia, California. Go ahead, Felicia Johnson. <laughs> Tell us how it's done. I'm so bad at those. You are. I'm really bad. Oh, man. But what are we talking about? We're Today, talking about- we, well, last time we left off, you know, again, we're trying to tell our story mm-hmm. to the people back to the origin so they understand how this happened, how our family happened, our family dynamics. This is when we met our first, I think, our biggest milestone, our biggest test, our biggest challenge, our biggest like, is this going to work? Mm-hmm. Um, where we moved to Spokane, Washington, for grad school and for work. So let's get in a time machine, go back 10 years ago, because it's literally 10 years ago in like two weeks. And that is crazy. Let's rehash. So like, well, they know the story. They know that we got to Spokane. We left off in Spokane. We left off in Spokane. And living together. And we talked about living together. You're right. We lived together. And how we learned from each other and some of like the things where we were like, okay, is he clean? Is he this? <laughs> and I feel like in Spokane is when we realized, okay, we were both serious about each other, but now it's time to talk about that ring. Like, are you going to put a ring on it? And what's it look like? You know, like future and family planning. Because we, we both knew, like, if I could take, if we could move to Spokane where we know nobody and start all over, move in together. You're the first like man I've lived with, and we can make not it. Not the first woman I live with. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another story. I met her like a month or, or a couple weeks ago, and she was like, "I used to live with Rome," and I'm like, ur, ur, "What?" But anyways, we go back. Let's go back to where we were. Yeah, you're the first person I moved in with uh, that was a man that I was into that was my boyfriend like it was serious for outside me. your daddy yes that was serious for me and i feel like there was a point where i was like this is it you are him you've been him but it was like you are the one him yeah but really it was like kind of saying we i know we left off saying the same thing but i think it's important to reiterate the whole you have to live with somebody and like really be under the same roof with them for a long time to understand like <laughs> how they are and again, that cheat code, like I said last time, in case you didn't listen to the episode already, get you an extra bedroom if you can and an extra bathroom mm. if you can. Mm. Again, if you can. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. But I think that was key because I like space. I like my time, you know, to myself. Right. Time away. But also, too, like there wasn't any like there wasn't much butting heads because we we didn't have to like live on top of each other. Yeah. But again, it's like all right, this is going well. Like I already spent weekends with you. I already spent weeknights with you. Like now we're financially depending on each other. And I mean, I felt like you knew early that I was financially, maybe not like, I I don't want to say stable in the standpoint of like Mm -hmm. I had it, but more so stable in the standpoint of like, I don't just spend money on random stuff. Yeah, I knew that. I could tell you were responsible. You That's know? the word I was looking for. Yes. And like, we weren't going to get into a point where it's like, did you pay this bill? Did you pay that bill? It was like, no, we both came in equally yoked and we're ready to like to move forward on all levels. And I feel like you said something just a minute ago that, and I can't remember what you just said. 
I said, <laughs> rewind. Got to have your own space, bathroom, room. Yes. Oh, whole- yes. Thank you. Thank you. So I feel like we came to Spokane with both our own mission. Yes. So you were there to go to grad school. Yes. So you were very focused on this is what's going to launch my career. I was there entering my career and entering like fundraising work. And I knew that this was going to be the foundation. And then I ended up getting my master's, my MBA, master's in business administration. So I'm getting my MBA. You're getting a master's or a degree, a ratchet degree. And- a master's in communication <laughs> and leadership studies. There it is. So like we were just focused. We had school. We had work. And I knew that I couldn't mess this up. I'm like back in school where I felt like it really mattered what I was learning to apply later. So I feel like that helped us have like our own individualized like life. We for sure had our own life. And again, that's because we're two different people who came together as one union. When we talked about we were two alphas. Yeah. That came to me. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Go off, go off, sis. Go off, right? But yeah, so it's just like, we both had that. We both had a mission for Spokane. And we knew we were going there for that. And, and getting then, a cup out of Dodge. I, I had a moment where I was willing to stay. I'm not going to lie. But you need to go. You need to find work. So we moved back to Seattle. Before we even got to that point, we had had a talk. And we were like, okay, we've been dating for three years at that point. Two, yeah, two, two yeah. and some change. And it was, it was, I don't even know how the talk really went, but it was uh, like, I don't remember this Are talk. we ready to get married? Are we ready to like move to the next chapter of life? Yeah. Cause, all right. So, like, let's take a step back and unpack that. Yeah. I feel like growing up, again, a lot of Southern Black families, they push, you know, the, the Christian ideals of getting married, getting married first, then have a baby and then move in and all that stuff like that. Now, um, I get it, but like that wasn't the the route and the journey for me. But I understand why people want that protection yeah. and they want that uh peace of mind because there are you know a lot of people. I'm sure you all know a lot of people out there who just play house and the ring mm. never comes. But right away we were just kind of like she knew I wanted a family. Like we talked about this at least being a forever thing. Mm -hmm. So then it just became like, when's the right time? And honestly, like it wasn't going to happen during grad school for either of us. So it was going to be like sometime after that. But for the most part, like neither of us were in a rush because we knew where our destination was. Yeah. I never felt like you were, you were playing games. Like you were just stringing me along. I didn't feel that way. I don't play. So there was, I don't play games to this day. Yeah. So there was no pressure in a sense of like, why haven't you asked me yet? I joke around here and there, but I, what I loved is that we always did things our own time. So we dated for a while, for a couple years, and then we were engaged for you know however long. But we never felt the outside pressures because I'd always get people be like, "So when's he going to marry you? When's he right. going to ring on it?" It's mm-hmm. like. We want to finish school. We want to get to a location that we know we're going to be forever. And then we'll make that move. But while in Spokane, it just, there was moments where it was like, all right, we're going to do this. And I remember you saying like, okay, and we don't do surprises either. So I wasn't like, don't like surprises. You asked me to marry you. And I, I was looking around like, whoa, I didn't see this coming. Like 
No, we had talked. We had sat in bed and was like, okay, this kind of ring I want. You showed me a picture of the ring. You had no, 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 hold on, hold on. Don't, don't let me tell my story. Okay. Because you weren't there at that point in time. Right. All right. So, like I said, I am working for the women's basketball team. And this happened to be during NCAAs. Mm. Our NCAA tournament for us was in Corvallis. So we flew to Corvallis. Well, actually, we flew to, to Portland and then drove down to Corvallis. And so we had an off day. Or we didn't have an off day. We had um, a lot of time. We had like a morning practice. It was like a, like 10 a.m. to like 12 p.m. or something mm-hmm. like that. So we're just in Oregon, had the whole day, and we were staying in Salem. And so it was like, okay, um, let's all go to the outlets or something like that. And I'm just like, I think today's the day that I'm going to get the ring. But again, let me tell you this other story that has to do with getting the ring because it's important context. Because I want to show you how in love with this woman I was in the sacrifices I made as somebody who isn't used to having to make those kind of sacrifices. If y'all don't know, you Seattle sports fan. Oh, I was like, where are we going with this? My team made the Super Bowl for the second straight year. The Super Bowl was played in Arizona this year. So the previous year when they won it, when the Super Bowl was in New York, at the last minute, tickets got down to like $1,500. Mm-hmm. And the Super Bowl's on my bucket list, especially to see my team. I'm not going to go if my team is not there. Right. So it was on my bucket list. So I'm like, all right, New York, I can do this. Arizona, like I said, I used to live there. I got people in Arizona. I had it all set up. I had a place to stay. I got my ticket early. Shout out to Southwest. I got my ticket early knowing that I could just cancel it if they didn't make it, but they made it. So now my boy and I are looking at Super Bowl tickets every single day, trying to see if they come down. And this just so happened to be the most expensive Super Bowl tickets wise at that time. So I was caught with the dilemma of go see my team, go back to back and get Tom Brady the out of here, which they didn't. Mm hmm. Or by my wife, a soon-to-be wife, this ring. So now we're going to jump back. I decided not to go to the Super Bowl. I'm like, I'm going to save my money for the ticket, and I'm going to buy my wife her ring. Again, I didn't have a job then. I was in school. I was say, yeah. So before y'all be like, oh, it needs to be this much. Ah, 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 ah. I... Was more than ten. What is it? It's like three times your salary or something like that. Oh yeah, supposed to be. We were looking to see how like the budget wise. I was like, oh, how much should the ring be? And it was like, oh, it should be, yeah, three times. It's like three times your salary, bro. Nine dollars would have been three times my salary. (laughs) So that was making nothing. But uh, I had all them student loans. So I go, you know, save up. We go down there, and some of the some of the players that I'm friends with and really close with still to this day. I was like, I need y'all help. These are the kind of rings that she said. Felicia gave me like four options. I was like, pick one. So they go and we're all just like looking at some and I'm like sending her options. Again, there's four. She still doesn't know which one I'm going to get, but I don't like this whole disappointment stuff. I'm going to give you, I'm going to yeah. show you so you can let so me I know what you're feeling. And I was totally fine with knowing that he was there. The ring was in hand. And he was coming back and it was, it was going to happen. I remember telling you, okay, but do not do it at my graduation. So let me know with you guys. Do you guys like public proposals or intimate proposals? Because I didn't want mine to be public. It was really sweet that my family was there. Your family was there for a graduation. So it would have been a beautiful moment. But I really wanted it just to be our moment and take all that pressure because it felt like 
this is big. Both of us graduating with our masters. Like, let's have that be it. And then me and you have ours. And so that is what we went with. To add that context, though, that was that was two months later. Uh, it would have been that that May that we graduated, May 2014. Mm-hmm. And so she, that was when she thought that there's when she said, don't do it. But also there was a time right before I even got the ring that she for sure thought I was going to do it. And it was it was right after Valentine's Day or maybe oh. it, it was supposed to be it, it was I remember it was President's Week. So it happened after it Valentine's was, yeah. Day. But, you know, real player. I, again, worked for the team. So I had access to stuff. So a few of the players helped me set up a candlelight dinner for her at so Center Court and McCarthy Athletic Centers where the Zags play right now. It was beautiful. And it was dope. Like, like shout out to Sherbs and Kiki for helping me because that was huge. Like, I don't know how even to this day, like I pulled that off and like nobody even suspected it because now I come to think about it, just like having the cameras or the camera, the candles on the floor, yeah. like it was just like, Ugh. but they were it little was... small ones, and so yeah, the, the lights were out too because it was it was President's Week, so like nobody was there, and it was like a Sunday. I got some like oh, some steak yes. and stuff like that, yes. and I had everything set. It up was and... I have to find a picture. It was like out of a movie. I definitely felt like I was in, like a '90s love, you know, movie, little rom com, and it was it was really special. And you know what? And yeah, I kept the... looking back. I was paranoid because like. She thought that like I was looking back because her parents were coming, but I was looking back because I'm just like I don't know if we're like supposed to be in here right <laughs> <didn't> now. Know. <laughs> like I don't I know who's gonna come and like because it was like before that's some proposal gotten, stuff. Like, chocolate covered strawberries or something, or sent some flowers to my work. This was over the top, and I was like, "Whoa, okay." But I will say, you haven't done anything like that since. So. Sorry. <laughs> Hold on. You got you got all <laughs> we didn't run it back because nah, you yeah. got all that too. What do they say? Like you, you well, you yeah, that was it. That was the last time you say. did something that something that special. But. Stop. That was the last time I, I did something that big. I wouldn't say that special. Okay, that big. But still, um, um we did <laughs> okay. But yeah, so like you ha- we had that moment and then I didn't know that there, you didn't have the ring yet. And so then you got the ring a month later. Got the ring a month so later. So then I thought, okay, another big moment is our graduation. So I I was like, nope. And so our actual proposal was in July in Spokane. It's hot. It was like 100 degrees weather. And Rum kept asking me, do you want to go, go for a run? Do you want to go to the track and run and like race? And I was coaching track at that time, ran track in college. So like track's my thing. And professionally. And professionally, yes. And so I just was like, it's so hot. Like, I'm good. I'm going to beat you. I'm good. And it was like that third day you asked again. You're like, let's go out and let's do some 200s, do a workout. So I was like, okay, we can go. And then you asked me if I had a baton. And I was like, oh, all my batons are at the school. But we did have like a attachment to a vacuum cleaner. The <laughs> so I was like, I'll bring that. But like, why are we doing a two-person relay? But whatever. So that's my perspective. I was totally clueless because it just seemed like an ordinary day. Okay. But listen, listen to this. It was. It was an ordinary day because it was July 1st. And before that, what she left out before that is we had been to the track a few times running because again we're just like oh you know let's get out and get in shape you know we don't have a gym membership all that stuff like that and so even to this day 
Because, like, even though Felicia is a sprinter and a hurdler, and even though I'm not, I think I could beat Felicia off the line because I think my my first two or three meters is going to just get her yeah. out of here. Because, <laughs> you like, like 10 steps my, in you. Because my, okay, exactly. And I'm going to get you. And I have, you. like, 50. But I'm going to get you them 10 steps. And so, so my whole point. Five my, meters? my whole point was that, like, I don't think that. Like I knew she would beat me, but again, like I Thank was more you. so like spreads. I was like, I don't think she's gonna beat me by as much as she thinks that she would beat me. But and so my whole you. thing, my whole thing is, right. I was like, I was training to prove her wrong because you know, typical Always. male ego. She was just like, oh, you, you're not fast, and I'm like, okay, keep playing with me. And so, long story short, we had been out there a few times running, and so that's why it was set up perfectly because. Again, I'm a Scorpio. Everything's calculated. Yeah. Everything is very much like I'm gonna show you this this thing in February. So you think now it's on your mind. So now you're gonna be unsure when it's coming. It's a decoy. It's a smoke screen. So now we're out there running. It's a decoy. It's a smoke screen. So when I ask you, when I ask you to come out there, and she said no the first two days. And grant it was it was like 105 or something like that. It was hot, but again, it, it is what it is. And so. The hard part, though, I had someone out there to record it. So every time Felicia pushed it back, I'm like running into those times where like maybe they're not available Got to record. <laughs> and so we finally get out there. And what happened? That very first relay. Yeah, we did 200s. We did 200s. Yeah. We did, did 200 relays. I think the first one we both ran and it was like whatever. Well, the, the and then first, the second one was when you got the ring. The first one, I went first. And so yeah, you got out. And I, I got out and I took off. She's like, oh shit. And then that's when she was like, oh, he's really serious. So then she got serious. So I handed the baton or no, you went first because then I hand you handed the baton. And I to think me. we did one round and then like we took a break and then we did it again. And then that's Yeah, we, we might have, but like when basically I I did the first two hundred on the one I proposed. And then, and then said, you know, she's supposed to yell stick and reaches back. Like she's supposed to be running. Hold on. You don't know track. Oh my God. Okay. You run, you ran the first leg. And then as you got close to me, I take off running and then you say stick and I put my hand out. Okay. Okay. So you said stick. I put my hand out. Didn't feel anything. Hey, yo. I turned around <laughs> and he was on one knee. And I was like, this, I thought he was so out of breath. I was though. I thought he <laughs> I was. That's the I thought you were passing out. That's the hard I part. I was like, oh no. Because I ran so hard that first one to where I was like Exactly, yeah. I was like, oh shit. Like, you know, it's like you just start start running and then like the finish line just keeps going further that and further away. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's what they call it. That bear, they, that monkey. They let you guys back, say that. That's what they call it. And it just it, your legs feel like concrete you can't move anymore but i was trying to get it out of my pocket as i was running so like also like i had my hand in my pocket trying to still pump this arm and all this stuff like yeah, that and then the finally stick and then she reaches back and it wasn't an empty hand what i actually handed you was the empty ring box and so you grabbed the box and you were running with it you actually took like a few steps and then you were almost like what the hell and like you looked and like you saw the box and then that's when you turn around and i was you know, you were like, <gasps> stop it. <laughs> you were on the ground. There was so much going on. You were panting and breathing hard. Um, there was a woman running towards me, and I was like, what's going on here? Did not realize she was the one that was filming and taking pictures. Shout out to Corey. And then you had a couple words to say. Do you remember what you said to me? I just said, will you marry me? Will you 
be my wifey. No, I didn't say stop. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. There was no speech, y'all. We, there was no extra. It, it was... Right to the point. Yes. It was so we get married thoughtful. or nah. Right? And she didn't say nothing at first. She was just like... Oh, I was just confused and all like all the things like i said there was a woman rushing towards me I'm and like, she was tired she was panting you she were tired shade. okay yeah oh it was and then yes and then i you were like so what is it a yes or no i'm like oh yeah yes yes beautiful ring. that was crazy i was lit i was on the ground it seemed like like on the knee for like five minutes on that hot track waiting for an answer and she didn't say nothing so i'm like damn did like, <laughs> right we wasted the good surprise on you <laughs> no it was it was perfect it was us it was just like it was simple but thoughtful and it showed me how much like you you made it a detail yeah you made it about things that i really cared about you listened to me how i just wanted to be intimate and be us and then I got to have that moment where, you know, then I go home and tell everybody about it rather than like, oh, everyone's looking at me. I didn't, I didn't want all that. I but you know what eyes. the audience is wondering though, right? What? The audience is wondering if you proposed to me, how you would have done it. Oh, if I proposed to you, I feel like I, you like the kind of attention in that sense. You don't like to be surprised though, but I think you would have liked people being around. I don't know. I think I would, I would incorporate basketball. It was Gonzaga. Like you I would try to make a jumper. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I was I would know. still be somebody's you know boyfriend how, like, if she had to make half, a jumper. You know how during halftime they have like the contest and stuff. Yeah, and they'd have you come out and and throw it from half court. Oh, I was like, you gonna come out like a mascot? <laughs> no, come out from half court and throw. You know the half court sh- shot. Yeah, and then it's like if you make the shot, you win. You know, five hundred bucks and Taco Bell, whatever. And then it's or no, it's like you get your tuition paid for yeah. for a quarter. That's what they do for college. So I would have had that. I would have been the person they called to come out, and you would have been on the bench, like, "What's going on?" And then instead, they'd be like, "Sorry, ma'am, you lost, but maybe you'll win his heart." And then I would come over to the bench and get on it. And get on it. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Le- leave in the comments for my for our women listeners and watchers if and don't be too cool to answer the question if you propose to your husband other how would you partner how would you have done it yeah that's it how would you have done it and i feel like if you weren't i want to know from the ones who like got proposed to how would you have done it do you know on the contrary to them. Yeah. Well, let's dive into that because I feel like we talk so much about us not being super t- traditional. You know, you like to be in the kitchen. I'm, I like to clean. I guess that is the traditional side, but like we don't need to stick to this. The woman's at home raising the kids, the man's out there working because that's not what we're doing right now. Um, so it's like, would I be okay with proposing to you? I don't know. Would you? I don't know. I, you I'm wouldn't have because you your friends would have bullied you out of it, so you wouldn't have done it. You don't think so? I don't, I don't think, think I would have. Because so. in that, I don't think I would have because I I felt like back then you were easily manipulated. Mm, so yeah. back back then they would have like it it would have looked worse on me for you to propose to me because the one person would have been in your ear being like 
if he's a man, he would have done this. And yeah, I think you shouldn't most do this. Of my friends and would have been, been like that. All of them. Yeah. All of them. And you know, find, find me one that wouldn't. No, I, yeah, I think they all would have, and I think I would have too. I, I needed to have that confirmation well, it, from you <laughs> that you were serious, because I feel like. I'm like, yes, I'm ready. And it's always the man that's like scared or the man that's needs more time. And so it's been put on the man to make that decision of, are you ready? Imagine. But I think you're seeing more and more lately of women saying, yeah, it being the one to propose. And Shout you, out to them. And the comments, same thing. Shade room. They're getting tear, you know, tear apart of like, why would they do that? Y'all get so narrow minded. Y'all be believing every little that your grandma told you. I, I hate to be the one to like say mm. that, but like y'all still probably put green alcohol on your cuts and like gargle it and stuff like that. Like, come on, like let's the world changes and think it's okay for things to change. Yeah. But what I was gonna say was how hilarious would that have been if you tried to ask my mom and my grandma for my hand in marriage? Oh. <laughs> you asked my dad, huh? I did. And he was like, Yeah, go ahead. He just said, like, No, he 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 said, Yep. That's it. I was like, oh, all he right. Loved you. He was like, yeah, you guys have the same like upbringing. And so he was like, nah, that's that's a good man right there. Yeah. And what would they have said? They would have said, yeah, baby. I think they would have said yes. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, they, they would have said yes for sure. <laughs> you said they all, I think they would have said yes. Yeah, right? no, they would have. But I mean, we, okay, we're here, family. Yeah. Like, how important is it to get along with my family, me get along with your family? Just in general, how important how important is it to get along with your spouse or your person's family? I think it depends on that person and their relationship with their family. Because I think that's the difference between us. Like for me, um, growing up, my mom and dad they're like my they're my people. I love them so much. My brothers are five and nine years older than me, so I, I grew up like being close to my parents. But we all grew up in Benicia, California. And my cousins and my my extended family lives in Arkansas. So every year we go visit them. But like my family was it. I didn't have cousins and other family. So it was like you getting along with my mom and dad, my brothers was important to me. And I had dated other guys before that I felt like, oh, I don't think they're going to gel with this black family or they're going to gel with, you know, my yeah, deacon was, and Because they were 6'2". <laughs> so it's important to me. And like... We, my family, we, we we do a lot of things together. So I feel like if my dad or my brothers were like, nah, I think they would have, to me, seen something I didn't see. Because I'm the optimistic one. And my dad always says that I'm the glass half full. And so I'm always <laughs> going into situations where things are so perfect. And so I think I would have been on such a high cloud, like cloud nine about everything, that if they would have said something, it would have brought me down of like, oh, I'm not seeing the real picture. But how was it when, oh, we got to tell this story. So y'all, so in California, you have to get your, your car smogged and everything. So I had to take my car back to California to get it checked. Me and Roma had been dating for like- Six months, maybe. Yeah. I think it was exactly six months. I, I told my parents about you, but it wasn't like official, official that I told them like that. And Rome was like, I'll ride with you. And I was like, oh, because I was going to go to the border. My dad was going to meet me there. And you're like, no, I'll come with you. I'm like, Give me more okay. context. You were going to go to the border of California and Oregon. Yeah. And he was going to meet you there. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. He was going to go to the border of California. Because she has to drive her car from Seattle to California to get it smogged. Because Felicia, since she moved up here for college, still had California registration and plates. 
So because of that, she had to abide still by California standards. Yes. And so Rome had said he would ride with me. And I thought, this is big. You're and I'd to... fly back. Yeah. And so we did. We took a road trip to California. It's about 12-hour drive because I'm from the Northern Bay Area. And it was a bonding moment, but it was also, I was nervous. I've never brought anyone home. I'm like, what's this going to be like? We had a, you know, we were weekend boyfriend, girlfriend at that point. So like, you're about to stay in my house. I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and so we get in the house and, you know, my family's very welcoming. So was yours. Like when they met me, they were like, you're a model. Da, da, da. Like they, I felt loved and like appreciated for sure from day one. But I was just like, okay, how's this going to go? How'd you feel? Well, for one, the car ride down, because I always like talked it like, so I got my car new. I was blessed to get my car new. So I had the aux cord so I could plug in my phone. Felicia didn't have that. So we had to like rely on CDs on that drive. And like, you know, you're in and out of radio stuff. And like, I had an SUV too. Like I had a Saturn view. And so we, uh, she was in a Corolla. And so we were splitting up driving to where like she drove through Washington. I drove through Oregon. And then she took us the rest of the way in California. But like stupidly, I worked that day, so I did a half day. So we didn't leave Seattle till like two. And so, which was like, come to think of it, that's such like a young and dumb person oh, thing yeah. to do. Like, like we should have, I should have taken that day off. We should have left at like 6 a.m. like yes. they do when they drive. But so we get there. And again, I'm, I'm tired because we get there at like 2 a.m. And so I go straight to my room. And um, the my very next day. Y'all ain't sleeping in the same room. Yeah. The, the very next day. Um, her dad was. I had met her mom. Her mom got up early, which is funny. Like if you if you know her mom, because her mom don't be getting up before one. Um, but she got up early this time. But her her dad was gone and out, and we were downstairs just sitting on the couch watching TV. And he comes home, and like Felicia's like sleep on the couch, and like it was awkward because I'm just like, dang, like I gotta greet this man. Like you better all right, have to greet I gotta, my daddy. I gotta. Uh, I'm sitting in his chair too. Like that's where it started. I'm like, look, player, no, but uh, I got I got up and shook his hand, you know, because I'm raised right. Like introduced myself, all that stuff like that, and then I think the rest was history. But I, I had already met your mom because your yeah. mom your mom came, came up, um, and then that was the first time I met your middle brother too. Yeah. So it and was it was fine. Like again, like I I knew what the situation was, so like. I knew like, oh, good first impression. But mm -hmm. there was probably like a, a, not quite a size up, but like a, okay, you know, feeling. Cause like, you know, I'm a vibes person. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm just fast forwarding to the time to where Callie brings some little ball headed uh, guy home. And I'm just like, like, I'm gonna read the room before I get up and greet bro. Yeah. And I'm gonna greet him, of course. But like, I'm like, still gonna be like, mm -hmm. okay. Right, right. Yeah. And then I think from there, it's like we went on trips with my brother. Right. And I feel like as us women, like if your family is someone that you want to have approval of, like your spouse, your person, I already knew that you were going to gel well because we started talking about basketball from day one. You were all the jokes. Like that's all you do is joke and clown <laughs> on people. That's what my brothers do. So it was just like, I thought you were going to fit in. It was just a matter of like, getting comfortable and having that introduction. And then every Christmas we go home and it just was like, it was perfect. It just went well. And I think that dives into like just 
how important family has been to us and taking that and knowing what kind of environment and like feeling we want for our family when people come into our doors. Right. But also I'm a, I'm a chameleon. So like I can really change to whatever, uh, atmosphere, temperament Mm -hmm. I need to. And it's fine. Like I can get along with anybody when I want to, but like that was a time where it was just like, you know, as a chronically ill person, I'm like, let me channel this and be present, be super present, knowing that like when I leave, I'm just like, oh. Yeah. I feel like that was a stage of our relationship. We had to be on, like it had to be on so much and then Mm -hmm. we're moving in together. And so once we got through that stage of like, okay, now we can just be us. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable with you. Like you're my best friend and I can be me. You want me around all the time. <laughs> and tell you everything and just be, like you're my person. I feel like that is when it, it clicked for me of, okay, this is going to work. This is, we're meant to be with each other. And I always wonder like for you, when did you have that moment? Like, when did you realize, like, I was the one? Mm, probably. I mean, it was pretty early. It was definitely before we moved to Spokane. Okay. Because I wouldn't even have, like, like I again, I, I came into it serious. Yeah, you did. And I came into, not like the, the check boxes, but it's just like, can we get along? Is it, you know, do we clash? Are you dirty? Like, can we, like, coexist in, mm-hmm. in small places and, like, you know, for long term, like, can we, you know, like, again, it's all about, like, coexisting. Once yeah. you can coexist with somebody, like, the rest is just like, okay, the rest is easy because right. n- nothing changes. Like, we'll get into it in episode four. But <laughs> in my opinion, you know, now being married almost seven years, nothing's changed. Like, it's still the same. Yeah. Like, Because we were able to do all that other stuff. We did the work early. Before marriage. Yeah. Or not before marriage, but, well, I guess yeah. technically, yeah, before marriage. So No, we did the work early of... Find out who we are as individuals and then, okay, how do we make this work as a relationship, as a, a married couple? And I feel like we grew so much in this stage. Like, this is like the stage three of our relationship of being in Spokane, of find out who we are, what we want to do for work, what's our, our tics, what can we not deal with? And then having to get through arguments. I feel like in Spokane was our first time, like, really going at it and having like a serious argument and then learning, like, Okay, I gotta give you time to cool off. Okay, am I? The I can't make a joke yet, because then whenever I'm done arguing, everything just becomes funny. Oh, then it's like whatever made me that, upset. That, that's my he's like throw end, it back to me in a joke. Like that's my later. end of the argument is always a joke, and then it's just like that's like the key that I'm just like I'm so over the shit. <laughs> like I'm we're done, we're past it. And I'm like I confrontation. Like I don't mind it. I I'm fine with talking it out, but I'm not going to hold a grudge and be mad at you for the whole night, the whole next day. I'm like, no, we're going to stay up and figure this out. What's the solution? Like what really upset you? And I'm going to talk him to death. Cause he's going to be like, okay, I'm done. Like he said, I'm done talking about it. Whoever made up that rule, that shit is trash. I'm going to sleep <laughs> regardless of if you don't go to bed. No, 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 baby. I'm tired. I'm sorry. This is going to have to wait because I am tired and I'm going to bed. That's it. Yeah. All right, y'all. So, that so we're was... going to put this episode to bed. Yes. Stage three, episode three, it, it's a wrap. But we'll be back with episode four where we talk a little bit more about the I do and the newlywed stage, plan a wedding. You know how they're all the drama with that. Sheesh. Can be. Yes. 
Bye.